Welcome to the latest in the Bova News podcast series. I'm your host, Kim Bremer. In this ongoing Bova News Dairy Leader series, we're featuring a group of dairy producers who truly go above and beyond in the area of expertise and who have become leaders in their own right. Today, we have Marika Penterman of Marika Gouda, an award-winning cheese company making authentic Dutch Gouda cheese from her family's 350 cow dairy, joining us. Welcome, Marika. Thank you, Kim. It's nice to be here. So to start us off, can you tell us how you got started in the business of making cheese and how you came to the United States? Well, if you love cows, where else can you go? (laughs) Um, I always say, I know there are other states that have very happy cows, but I do think Wisconsin have extremely happy cows. So uh, for us, the agriculture, the dairy... um, being at such a dairy state was for us the number one reason why we ended up here in Wisconsin. Um, and I moved from, well, often when I start talking, people ask me, um, uh, where are you from? And I always say very proudly, I'm from Thorpe, Wisconsin, but apparently I have not mastered the Thorpe accent yet. Um, I was born and raised in a tiny little country in Europe called Holland, uh, the Netherlands. And um, the Netherlands fits about four or five times in the state of Wisconsin. And we have about 18 million people in Wisconsin. So can you imagine this country being three times smaller, uh, four or five times smaller, but have three times more uh, the amount of people. So that makes everything very um, expensive. Land uh, is so much more expensive over there. And there were quite some restricted rules and um, for Rolf, uh, he really wanted to, he has a drive and um, it did not fit the Dutch culture. Uh, he felt he was being held back over there. And so he looked around, found, uh, at the end, they found a beautiful farm here in Wisconsin. So it could have been anywhere in Wisconsin, but we found this uh, nice, about 300 cows um dairy farm uh, that was just newly built in 2000 and um, so they jumped on it uh, Ralph and his brother and they grew that farm from 300 cows to about approximately 900 cows in about a time frame of 10 years which would have been never be able to do in Holland so um, for us America truly is a land with lots of opportunity um, for myself, I joined in 2003, and I grew up on a 60-cow dairy farm. My brother took it over, um, so the family farm is still going on in Holland. Um, and I just, um, I have a bachelor degree in business, dairy business, uh, which did not help make much value over here in a different country. So I really wanted to start my own business before I turned 30, and the clock was ticking. Uh, we have five children, by the way, together, and um, so we do things very quickly. Um, anyway, after the first two were born, um, I really wanted to see what, what kind of options there would be for me. Uh, I investigated a couple of things, but at one night I was tossing and turning and thinking what, what the options could be. And then I heard a cow calfing, um, and I'm like, that's it. I'm missing my Buddha from Holland. And we have the good Wisconsin milk right here on the farm. Um, and um, so that's, I would say, the birth of that calf was also the birth of our crazy cheese adventure, uh, which started about 15 years ago. And you make authentic farmstead cheese. Can you talk a little bit about that? How much milk you use from your farm? Yeah, so in uh, 2013, we uh, separated the 
partnership and we started on a new location. Uh, and for us, it was very important that we again could do uh, showcase uh, what we're doing, where the milk comes from. So for us, it was very important um, to keep the farm and the creamery close together because being a farmstead creamery means that the cows are right there where you uh, make the cheese. Um, and we wanted to showcase what we're doing here on our farm. I feel like there's a lot of miscommunication about the dairy industry and um, and we're very proud of what we're doing. And um, so for us, it was very important to continue with the farm stats. Um, so we have everywhere viewing areas uh, where people can come and see how we milk the cows, how we treat the cows. Uh, during the summer month, they can come and have a little VIP tour behind the scene. Um, and uh, besides the during uh, month, then we'll have uh, people can come in those secured areas. They can still continue seeing our, our milking part or um, how we make the milk into cheese, the brining part or aging. Um, we also have a little uh, restaurant so people can actually enjoy the products that are being made right here on the farm in Thorpe. Um, on um, and some of our culinary dishes and so. And that is one of the things uh, you have a, you've done a lot of work in is through uh, your education, your touring. How many visitors do you see in a year? Um, yeah, so we started out very small. First location was a little bit off the highway on a dusty road, uh, but right now uh, we are on Highway Twenty Nine. And you can just see how location, location, location is very important. So uh, pre-COVID, we had about 150, 160,000 people that would come from all over, not even from the United States, but uh, that would come visit from different countries. Um, well, Dairy Expo would bring in a lot of different people from different countries, but tra people travel from different states all over to come here. Um, to, to pet a cow, cuddle with a calf, uh, just to get the farm feeling. And um, and we're a little bit back at pre-COVID. So we, we've seen the increase of people to come uh, visit the store again. And um, that makes, makes everybody happy. <laughs> and you do a lot of unique programs. You do things uh, like books in the barn. Uh, you do a lot of things for your local schools. It seems that you're always doing something new. Uh, we hope so. Yeah, we hope uh, we we love it. Like I have to say, before I started making cheese, because I never made cheese in my whole life before we started this, and I had no idea how much work it was to make cheese. Um, so I would go to the store, pick up a piece of cheese, and then I would think, wow, that's a lot of money. Now I go to the store, pick up a piece of cheese, and think, yeah, that's not enough money. Because now I know how, how what's, what's all involved to make that piece of cheese. So I feel it's part of my own responsibility to to educate or to show uh, what we're doing and, and the pride that we're taking in the product that we're creating. Um, and how important it is that people support uh, local and domestic uh, businesses. Yeah, you do. You do an exceptional job of connecting with people every day. Now, you've been making cheese for a number of years. What's been your best memory or accomplishment along the way? Oh, there have been so many, Kim. Um, uh, one of my first ones were actually just a couple months into it and um, that a customer took his time to email me. And we were just very tiny and little. Not many people knew about us. And 
Um, but he says, every time I eat a piece of your cheese, it brings a smile to my face. And it started me to realize well, how important uh, well, food is. And, and um, people that enjoy it are just enjoying life a little, a tad better. <laughs> and um, yeah, you can bring so much to the table than just a piece of um, a nutritional product. So um, that was that was one of the, yeah, I thought it was very appreciative. Um, but also we won in 2013, we were nominated the best cheese in the United States. And um, at that point, we were still on an investment visa. And the immigration lawyer at that point qualified us for the extraordinary ability route uh, that normally only professors and athletes are qualifying for. And I'm the first cheesemaker to uh, receive her green cards through the extraordinary ability route. So that was a highlight. And of course, every time I beat the Dutchies in competitions, that is a very nice feeling too. I like to win. <laughs> yes, and I think I've seen that bantering firsthand. Uh, you are one of you are one of Wisconsin's most decorated cheesemakers uh, in terms of awards that have been won both in the world competition and in the national competition. What have been some of the biggest challenges facing you, though? Um, thinking as a dairy farmer, and all of a sudden you're a, a manufacturer. So I think that was a very big lesson for us that um, we were get, going into cheese making uh, with the thought of being a farmer, where every day our milk gets picked up. Uh, about every two weeks we get a, a milk a paycheck, um, but. Uh, you, you know that you get your money, but you don't know how much. You're not in control because that's the market. But as a cheese maker, it's the opposite. Um, you calculate your cost price. You put your margin on it. So you know what you're getting. You just don't know when you were getting it. So um, it's a lot of money that goes into aging cheeses. Our cheeses leave on an average with nine months. And um, so just to balance cash flow and controlling your inventory, um, again, that was a completely a change of mind setting um, that we had to go through. And it was not always easy. It was a lot of uh, falling and getting up again. And um, yeah, there were many moments that I thought, gosh, I had a lot of fun, but we're not going to make it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think there's a lot of people listening that can probably relate to those feelings. Now, you talked about this a little in the beginning, but you also have a cafe on the farm. Uh, what made you decide to do that? And can you tell us a little bit about it? Yeah, so um, I always feel um, in my house, and I'm sure in a lot of other houses, the kitchen is the heart and soul. Um, that's where people gather together, um, have their coffee, um, have their food, have some good gouda on the table. Um, and I feel like that's in our company too. Uh, it brings people together. And so we uh, decided to open up a little cafe, restaurant. We do breakfast and lunch. Uh, we're open from 8 till 3 at this point uh, because the food industry is a very challenging. The food service, the restaurant business is very challenging, I find. Um, and, and uh, so, but it, it brings people together. Uh, we wanted to make sure that people in town could come over and um, we just enjoy people enjoying food. And it was a great um, uh, added uh, aspect of the business. 
And you recently went through an expansion. What percentage of your milk do you make into cheese? And what do you see the future as? Yeah, our recent expansion kind of, I'm just going to backtrack there a little bit. It, it happened around uh, COVID. Um, I feel like milk is the most nutritional product that you can find here on planet Earth or wherever. And uh, it's so nutritional. That's why we feed babies of it. And when COVID hit and um, we lost a lot of our milk supply uh, in the restaurants, it, it moved. But we had, there were farmers that had to dump their milk. And I'm like, ah, we're not going to do that. But we only can take in 40% of our milk production right here on the farm. So that would mean if um, our milk uh, plant would say, hey, we cannot pick up the milk, I would still have to dump it. So I'm like, I, I really have a hard time with that. So we went back to the bank and we had a conversation and uh, we got a loan and then um, we started building again uh, with um, with the purpose that we wanted to be able to put all the milk into a bundle of joy in our case, uh, the Gouda wheel. And um, so, yeah, we we're finishing up our, our expansion and our 18 room before would hold about 9,000 wheels. Uh, now it can hold about 50,000 wheels. Uh, we have new cheese-making uh, uh, equipment coming uh, from Holland. And um, we hope by by the end of this year, we make all our milk into cheese. Oh, that's excellent to hear. Uh, what's your favorite cheese that you make? I'm lucky enough to live close enough to you, so I can pick up Marika Gouda cheese whenever I want. Uh, and it is some of the most delicious cheese that you'll ever, you'll ever eat. What is your favorite cheese? that you make um my favorite cheese um depends on the day and uh we have young smooth creamy gouda that melts wonderful on a grilled cheese sandwich uh mac and cheese uh our fenugreek is very awarded uh and it's still one of my personal first time uh favorites it has a little bit of a nutty flavor and a maple syrup taste to it so shredded in a pancake batter um, with maple syrup all over it is wonderful black pepper mix is my favorite when i enjoy a nice cold beer um and eats gouda i do with a red wine um but my our bacon uh gouda i like with our carbonara what what is yours kim <laughs> Oh, that's a tough one to answer, Marika, but I would have to say I love your bacon gouda the best as well. And from a business aspect, Kim, I have to say the one that, that makes money. So, <laughs> Perfect. That's a good answer as well. So where can people go to find more about your cheese or even purchase some online? You ship a lot of cheese out every day. Uh, yes. Yeah, so uh, I hope by now that we're almost in every state. Uh, so you will find us in supermarkets, uh, Publix, Kroger, Whole Foods, and, and specialty cheese stores like Fromagination in Madison or Larry's Market. Um, there's a lot of wonderful Sendix. Uh, so through the... Through the state of Wisconsin, we should be uh, represented very well. Um, but also Lunds and Bailey's. Uh, yeah, there's so many uh, stores. And if you cannot find us, I would say complain about it because everybody is now a good ambassador. And online, your website? Yes, of course. The, we, so you can come, uh, you can go online, www.marikaguda.com, or you can visit us in our retail store right here on the farm where we are open from seven till seven. 
Perfect. Well, thank you so much for taking the time with us today, Marika. We appreciate it. This wraps up our Bova News podcast for today. If you like what you heard, be sure to follow Bova News on your favorite podcast subscription service. And while you're at it, follow us on the various social media platforms and subscribe to our YouTube page. And be sure to check out our website, bovanews.com, for more information and alerts to upcoming podcasts and webinars. This has been your host, Kim Bremer. And from everyone at Bova News, have a great day.